3: The final edition radio hour is a work of satire intended for people who own books, gentrify neighborhoods, and say they like kale. Please consume responsibly the satire, that is.
4: Hi, I'm Jeff Chrysler. And I'm Tony Hendra, And this is the final edition Radio Hour. Tony, Tony, (laughs) it's almost over, right? The election? Yes,
3: the election. It's almost done. Mercifully done. Why are you so upset, Jeff? Aren't we political satirists? We should be loving it. No, Tony.
4: (sighs) I can't do it. I mean, I can't stand it. It's just, he's taken up so much space in my brain. It hurts. It hurts. I just want him to go away.
3: He will, Jeffers. He will. We've survived W, Reagan, Nixon, and they all actually won the election. Well... W didn't. So
4: there have always been bad, bad men tormenting us? Oh, yes, little brother. Tell me, Tony. What was it like when Stalin ruled? When Vlad the Impaler was impaling? When Genghis Khan and Attila the Hun went on tweet storms?
3: Well, I do remember my parents telling me that if we just kept to ourselves, Vlad the Impaler would pass by our hovel with Nary and Impale. And did he? Indeed he did. And Trump, too, shall pass with Nary and Impale. Oh, Tony. That does make me feel better. But when... How much longer must we endure this pain? Well, he'll lose the election badly, but that won't be the end of it. We won't be done with him until he's goaded into riding a single-engine aircraft into the eye of a hurricane because it bears the same name as one of his rape accusers. Trying to grab that hurricane by the... Exactly. Then we'll have peace. Oh, good. I guess, until then, we'll have... Paris. Paris. And the final edition Radio Hour. Street! Women are coming
5: forward saying Donald Trump touched them inappropriately. The final edition asks the man on the street,
6: what do you think? Excuse me, I believe the correct term is grabbed them inappropriately by the pussy.
7: I was just standing there and the man grabbed my cat.
5: Well, I've only just ever seen him on TV and I feel raped. I mean, you can say that he grabbed us all. His on-screen presence is impeccable.
8: It
7: was it was a bit like being roughed up by one of the Keebler elves. Well,
5: he grabbed me by the pussy, but that's only because he couldn't get it up.
7: I just find that the frames grab him by the pussy is very gender discriminatory and it's someone who has committed to being the fifth gender herewise known as an uncle.
5: In fairness, if you're Donald Trump, there's no way to touch anybody appropriately.
8: I've been a high school coach for the past 15 years, and the only thing my boys talk about in the locker room is getting
9: them dressed faster.
7: How many female members of Congress are there again? You know, a handful. Um, yeah. It's sexual assault. Hello, and welcome to Teach Talk, the show that discusses issues in education today. I'm your host, Danielle Stone. A recent wave of stories involving high school teachers having sex with students, including one where the teacher was caught with a 17 year old in a Pennsylvania cemetery, has reignited the now decades long discussion regarding the ethics of such relationships. With me today is Dr. Eugene Letcher, professor of psychology at Johns Hopkins University. Uh,
5: Actually, I'm uh, currently an adjunct lecturer at uh, University of Phoenix.
7: Oh, I'm sorry. My notes say that you're at Hopkins.
5: Yeah, yeah. I move around.
7: Uh, So, what's your take on these high school teachers?
5: Well, they're sexual predators, plain and simple. In no uncertain terms, there is no reason for an elementary, middle, or high school teacher to go anywhere near a student in his or her care for the purposes of sexual gratification.
7: Absolutely.
5: They would be much better off getting teaching jobs at the college level where their students are above the age of consent.
7: Well, what?
5: You get new batches of young, easily impressionable students year after year without being labeled a pedophile. You... Perfectly legal.
7: Uh, Dr. Letcher... Like,
5: when I first got to Hopkins, I found a 20-year-old business major who really wanted an A on her term paper. Oh, my God. And it's not like grades mean anything anymore, what with grade inflation. (laughs) There's the real scandal. And after my department found out about our little arrangement, I rebounded with a sweet gig at the University of Maryland. Met a delightfully insecure 18-year-old freshman from Clarksville. Her family was... I want to say Swedish.
7: Dr. Letcher, this is highly inappropriate. Yeah, I
5: hear you. I'm no big fan of the Swedes either. But in this case... No,
7: I meant your relationship with a student. I
5: met her when she was 17, and I waited three whole months for her birthday. Could you imagine me doing what I did with her to a 17-year-old? That's disgusting! Anyway, once that job fell through, a colleague pulled some strings and got me a lecturer position at Baltimore City Community College had my first taste of dark meat.
7: And now you're an adjunct at University of Phoenix?
5: Yes. Until the end of this semester, there's been an issue. Uh Uh-huh. I'm not a pedophile.
7: That's all today for Teach Talk. Dr. Letcher, any final words? Yes,
5: I'm currently offering my services as a tutor.
6: Oh, great and wise Thaldor, most insightful sage and conjurer of all the land. I have traveled for 20 years to speak with you. I braved the perilous blood swamps of Arlomea, slew the Graken, engaged in mortal combat with all 74 of the demon knights of Angalore. I have endured biting cold and scorching heat, bitter trials and unbearable hardships, all to be here today to speak to you. Please, you must answer my question. I have come all this way to learn. Why must humanity suffer?
1: Welcome to the Automated Thaldor Question Processing Center. Para español Person. numero dos. If you know your party's extent, you can dial it at any time. I want to talk if you know to a person. For the
6: great and wise Thaldor,
1: please press a please A human.
6: If you require a human person. Gun,
1: please press 2. If you would like a better understanding... I WANT TO SPEAK TO A PERSON! It sounds like you would like to speak to a person. Is this correct? Yes! Thank you. You will be connected to the first available Faldor. Please be aware we are experiencing an unusually high call volume. Your expected wait time is...
6: Forty-five years.
1: Forty-five years?! Please stay on the line. Faldor will be with you as soon as possible.
6: I'm not waiting forty-five years. I might as well just stab this damn machine. Ah! Hello, good sir What? Ah! <gasps> no! But I never learned why mankind must suffer! It. is.
10: because. Yes? We're sorry, but the wizard
1: you have dialed has been disconnected. Please leave the hut and try your meeting again later. Goodbye.
6: Did you learn what you sought to, You know what, Squire? This is what happens when you outsource your wizarding services. Whole realm's going to hell. I'm voting for Lord Trump.
0: And that is why you
11: suffer! Wow, Dad, this vegetarian buffet has everything! It sure does, Billy. Hey.
12: Is that a human foot. Hi, I'm Robin from Robin's Real Vegan Feedback. And at Robin's, we have a philosophy. No matter how good people think they are, no matter how pure they want to live, everybody wonders a little what it's like to eat human flesh. Well, I must admit. That's why at Robin's, we use whole grains, tofu, and assorted other vegetable products to synthesize a convincing facsimile of human meat. Like this mold of gluten, olive tapenade, and cream lentils that tastes exactly like the buttocks of a middle-aged man. It's kind of fatty. It sure is, but that's the monosaccharides, the good kind of fat. But wait a minute, how do we know this really tastes like human flesh? Because my consultant Dave helps me get the taste and texture just right. Hey Dave, does this actually taste like the right bicep of a 19-year-old hitchhiker? Oh yeah,
6: that's a 19-year-old.
12: So come on down to Robin's Real Vegan Feedback. Clear your karma, cleanse your colon, and find out once and for all whether you really would enjoy the taste of human flesh.
8: Hi, I'm calling from South Bay Honda with an exciting offer on your car. My old Civic? We can offer you $3,000 for that car. That's way over the blue book value, Mr. Davis.
5: Well, that's very nice of you, but I live in Los Angeles, so I still need the car.
8: Of course. So what we can do is set you up with a new car for as little as $5,000 with a trade-in. <laughs>
5: I don't have a job, so I don't have the $5,000. Not a problem. We can offer a payment plan for as little as $250 a month. Well, I I don't have a job, so I can't make those payments. Well, we can arrange I don't have a job, so there's no reason for me to get a new car that I can't afford. Well, believe it or not, you're actually more likely to get a job if you make a major new purchase. So
8: we can sign you up for something today, or are you interested in the sale or straight trade-in allowance?
5: You can't hang up the phone, can you? What? You're a salesman. So you can't hang up until you make the sale, or I hang up first. But here's the thing, Todd. Uh, How how did you know my name? I don't have a job, Todd. I don't have money at all. I don't have the possibility of money. So my answer always has to be no. But I am not going to hang up. Well, we can make loan arrangements. It doesn't matter. I don't have money. I can't get a new car. Well, different payment plan. I don't want a car, Todd. I have a car. It's a good car. It's so good you called me up to buy it. Let me ask you something, your boss is watching you right now, isn't he? They're recording this call, for quality purposes. Well, I know you're very busy, so... I'm not busy, I don't do a goddamn thing all day. You have a job. Your job sucks, but apparently it's the only one you can get. But you won't keep that job unless you either make the sale, or get off the phone and find someone else. And you're not going to do either one, because I'm not going to trade in the car. And I'm not going to hang up. So what are we going to do here, Todd? Well, I... I I don't know what you mean. Let's Um, see. It says you live in Woodland Hills. Where are you getting this information from? I'm going to email you a contract. And I'm not going to get off the phone until you sign it. And then I'm going to move into your house.
13: Okay,
8: you're
5: crazy. I'm not crazy. I'm unemployed. This is how I survive. I've been living with another salesman for the last six months... He tried to sell me a pool, Todd. A pool. Can you imagine? Please. But I'm bored with him, Todd. I'll get bored with you, too. But not yet. I... I have a family. Hey, I have a family, too, now. Yours. You've got the contract now. It stipulates I can live in your home for an indefinite period. Hey, it looks like I have a friend in your neighborhood. Well, why don't you just live with him? Can't. He's unemployed, too. Pulling the same scam I am. You know a house on Hillhurst with three cherry trees out front? Did you ever notice a guy living in the garage? That's Jerry. Jerry. <laughs> oh man, fucking Jerry. You're gonna like Jerry Todd. We're all gonna be great friends. Really, the best of pals. For a while.
8: Okay, we're just about over the jump point. You guys ready to go? Yeah! Ready! Great! I hope you all did. Count to ten! Then pull the cord just as we practice. I need a verbal confirmation that you understand what I said. Confirm. Got it. You ready for this, babe? Ready as I'll ever be. Right. We're at the jump point. Ready? One, two, three, go. Oh. Ah, this is incredible! Yeah! How are you doing? Uh, okay. Uh, I think we should talk. What? I think we should talk. About I wanted to bring this up earlier, but this uh, there really wasn't a good time. Glenn, I can't hear you! I wanted to! let's uh, screw it! I think we should break up! What? Uh, yeah, I've been thinking about it for a while, and this, this really isn't working out for me anymore! Oh my god! Are you breaking up with me while we are skydiving? Yeah! Guess <laughs> so! Oh, are you insane? No, insane would be spending another day with you, pretending I was still into this whole thing! Okay, okay. Well, we can just talk about this when we get to the ground. No, I don't want to put it off anymore, okay? I've already talked to Hank. He's going to let me crash on the couch for a bit. Okay, Chuck. I can hardly hear you and you are breaking up with me while we're falling from the sky.
10: Shit! I lost count. Has it been 10 seconds? Should we have pulled our chutes already?
8: Yeah, about that. What? I removed your parachute from your bag. What? Yeah, you know how it's really into your ex after a breakup, so I just wanted to make sure that wouldn't happen for us. You decided to have me fall to my death?! Yeah, I was just looking out for our best
10: interest, babe. Do not babe me! And while we're being so honest right now, I also removed your parachute! What? Why? You just got that life insurance policy for work and it didn't seem like you were ever going to get a raise there! I was so. playing the long game! Ugh, exactly! I thought the only way you were going to be able to properly provide for me and our,
8: what I thought would be, eventual family was to use that life insurance policy. So neither of us have shoots. Looks that way. And we're both going to hit the earth at incredible speeds and die instantly in a horrific, bloody mess. (laughs) I guess so. Well, look at us. Two peas in a pod. (laughs) Same same as ever shit i don't know what i was thinking i totally still have feelings with you you want to get back together
10: what no you literally just murdered me go fuck yourself chuck yeah that's fair Ah!
3: the final edition radio hour will be right back After the success of the final edition's album, Are There Any Triggers, here tonight, presented in conjunction with the National Lampoon, we at the final edition Radio Hour are on the brink of another ambitious gut-busting project. A blistering three-podcast satirical series, not about sensitive emails and sensitive portions of a lady's anatomy, but about the truly important issue in this election, the Supreme Court. Here's an inside taste of what's to come in some outtakes we couldn't find a home for. Clarence Thomas is well known for his complete silence during the court's deliberations. What fascinating things are going on inside that noble judicial head.
13: We'll hear argument first this morning in case 141468, Birchfield versus North Dakota, and the related
14: cases. Mr. Rothfeld? Thank you, Mr. Chief Justice, and may it please the court fundamental problem with the statutes at issue... And blah, blah, blah. blah.
15: God, I hate being a Supreme Court justice. There's Sotomayor and Kagan. I think both of you old dykes could stand to have your dockets filled with more than cobwebs. By Clarence, I do declare there's no need for you to be talking like that about those white ladies. It is I, the plaintive voice of your long-suffering colored self. Oh, hello, Uncle Thomas. What brings you around? Why, we still got us some accommodating to do, Clarence. Remember, as constitutional originalists, we got to base everything on the supposed intentions of a bunch of 18th century John Roberts. Rich planters, what literally done, owned our ancestors. Yeah, yeah. What have you got now? Well, reading the Constitution strictly... It is my considered opinion that you is only three-fifths of a Supreme Court justice. The good news is that there breaks the 4-4 deadlock the court is in. And a supposed even split is really a vote of four to three and three-fifths. And whatever side you're on, loses. Great. Thanks, Uncle Thomas. You's welcome. I was just trying to base everything on a society where you would be bought and sold like a prize heifer. Because that's what the founders done wanted. Of uh, the combination of the benefit and the conditions. Oh no, more stupid, boring court stuff.
16: How about this? Is it cruel and unusual punishment if you're dressed as a chicken and shot out of a cannon? Do you die? Well, yeah. Not cruel and unusual
11: punishment.
16: Come on, they dress you like a chicken. So? They put a beak on your face, attach feathers to your body, make you wear chicken feet, make you squawk like a chicken, stuff your chicken body into a cannon, light a match, and shoot your chicken ass out to sea. That is very cruel and unusual punishment. Do you die? How could anyone survive that? Then it's not punishment. It's only punishment
11: if you survive, man. Why? Why? Dudes, the objective of punishment is to reform, okay? Not to kill. Therefore, punishment can't be cruel and unusual if it was never
16: punishment to begin with. Fuck me. So the government can do whatever twisted shit it wants to you as long as it results in your death?
11: Bingo. I think you guys are finally getting it. Well, how about this? Wait, wait. Before we go any further, does anyone need a re-up of angel
16: dust? Oh, yeah, 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 sure. Definitely. Okay, so how about this? They dress you like a little baby with a pacifier and everything. They tie you to a camel who then runs full speed for three straight weeks in the desert, dragging you behind it. Each night... You have to sing a love song to the camel, and if the camel doesn't like it, he spits on you, and depending on what color the spit is, that's how you know what your mom's maiden name was, and then if your mom was not a good person, you'll know because it'll make you break out in hives.
11: Do you die?
16: Yeah.
6: New on the Law Channel, Hillbilly Supreme Court Justice. We now join already in progress the oral argument of Robin C. Conrad on behalf of the petitioners in the death penalty case of the hapless City Feller versus Dogpatch, Kentucky.
9: Bailiff Ziggera, commence with the hollering. Oh!
10: Whoop your bridge's blum heart into marshmallows. The honorable chief justice Z Cooter presides Thank
9: you, Bailiff. Sit down your behinds. Bailiff, please bring on the next case for my perusal.
10: Your honor counsel
9: approaches. Uh, good morning, Mr. Chief Justice. Uh, my name is Mr. Well, what do we got here? <laughs> 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 Looks like we got ourselves a hapless city feller. Uh, <laughs>
5: uh, thank you, Your Honor. But uh, actually, I'm counsel for the individual known as hapless
9: city feller. Yeah. Uh, you never should have come around these parts uh, <clears throat> uh, in this district. Uh, uh, in this particular jurisdiction, I mean, That's what I'm talking about, basically. You get the gist. Uh, Yes, Your Honor. Court reporter, please read back the transcripts from your electronic spoken word recording device.
15: But, baby, I mean, Your Honor, you know I
5: can't read. Duly
9: noted for the record. Proceed, counsel.
5: If I may please the court with my oral argument. Excuse me? uh, May I please, Your Honor, present my oral argument. Come again? I wish to present you
9: my oral... I I heard you saying oral three times. Court reporter, how many times did he say oral? But,
10: baby, you know I can't
5: count. They noted. Your Honor, I'm here to present my argument against the constitutionality of the death penalty.
2: Daddy's a great. You Dictator! Shut your mouth! Ow! Ow!
9: Ow! Shut your ugly hole. You're the shame of the family. Your mother must have laid with a possum, because you ain't no son of mine.
10: Ow! Ow! Ow!
9: ow right. So, Castle, how do you want to present your case again? Orally, That's it. Course adjourn while we take you yonder to the old dry crick bed to do whatnot in assorted hurtings upon your torso. What? You're going to remand me to the old dry crick bed for torture? <laughs> Hell no. We're just going to take you yonder to the old dry crick bed to do whatnot in assorted hurtings upon your torso. Objection. My God, you don't even know what remand means. Objection
5: sustained. And I also object that the court reporter and bailiff are... Being Being played by the same actor.
9: But they are the same person. That's my son. Mm. And his son. Regardless, you still must be punished. What's the punishment, then? You have the choice of a small fine or Chi-Chi. What's the small fine? Death. Hmm... What's chi Don't worry about that. That's where we put you in a barrel and fuck you, light you on fire and roll you down a hill onto a big cactus, fuck you again, then we rip out your intestines, which we then reuse as rope at the local parkour facility. Big hit with the tourists, then we fuck you again.
5: I object, Your Honor. The state of Kentucky outlawed chi five years ago as cruel and unusual punishment in the case of the missionary versus the
9: lost Amazon tribe. Mm, uh, hmm. Uh, uh, I reckon you're right. (laughs) The court rescinds the punishment known as Chi-Chi. Thank goodness. Death is bad enough, but
5: Chi-Chi would be unbearable.
9: Counsel, after much deliberating, I have reached my verdict. Your argument before me today was inspiring and eloquent. Your words have compelled this court to show mercy and compassion upon the accused. By giving you as quick and painless an execution as medically possible using only the most modern and scientific methods available. So, death it is. I reckon. Thank you, Your Honor. But first, Chi-Chi! Oh, God, no!
15: Oh,
6: Join God. us again next week on Hillbilly Supreme Court Justice to see what comes next on Zed Cooter's docket.
9: Who said docket in my court? You know I can't
10: read! You know he can't read! We're,
11: We're the same, same person! person. Uh, um, hello? Yeah,
15: are you
4: Mary Garland? <laughs>
11: um, yeah. Am I in the right place? I got a message saying I should meet Sam at the Supreme Court.
4: That's me, bud. Justice Sam Alito. But my friends call me Leto Deck. (laughs) I'm kind of the Supreme Court's cruise director. Look, I know Congress is trying to hold you up until after the election, but we at the court have our own confirmation tradition.
16: Yeah,
11: SCOTUS needs to get a crack at you first, if you know what we mean. Uh Ruth Bader Ginsburg? Yeah, bitch! You're ours now. Uh, I, I don't understand. Is this uh like uh, uh hazing? Let me see if I can explain it. The court rules on lots of stuff. The court, the court rules. rules And you have to be familiar with lots of issues like The ice cap's melting. Oh, uh, you, you just poured ice over my head. Or deficit cuts. Hey, you just cut my hair. Stop it. Or what? You're gonna snitch on us to Dean Obama?
0: Now you're gonna get it, Pledge. I'm your chief. I'm John Roberts. Dude, don't be a bork.
11: Borks get... Forks! Ow! Where did you get a fork?
0: So, do you want to be part of Skoda's house or not?
11: Do I want to be a justice? Um, I do? He does! The court rules!
8: Hi, are you
16: new? I'm Elena. <laughs>
11: justice Kagan, stop it.
16: I was the new pledge last time.
10: Hey, justices! Let's make him ask out a lobbyist.
4: Ooh, let's make him perform a transvaginal ultrasound. Hashtag war women. Hashtag that's what's up.
11: I know, let's make him hunt a person for sport.
4: We don't have time.
0: We have to get ready for the toga kegger.
11: <gasps> I can't believe the Supreme Court throws toga parties.
0: With these robes, every day is a toga party. Garland, do a keg stand. How do you feel?
17: Um,
10: the court rules? The court rules!
4: Scotus,
9: scotus, oh no, habeas corpus, ay, 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 I said, scotus, scotus, oh baby, stare decisis, yeah, 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 yeah.
3: We will be back right after this. Thank you so much. Hi. Welcome back to the final edition, Radio Hour. Are you as tired, shitless of this election as we are? Just had it with being addressed by your first name and done for weird little sums of money by people you'd never want to meet from Move On or Emily's List or Breitbart or Newsmax or some guy running in the 17th Congressional District from a state you wouldn't be seen dead in? and being reminded every nanosecond by every hack in the hackistocracy that this is the most important election of the century, if not of all recorded history. Well, we've got an answer for your anomie. A trip down memory lane to a kinder, gentler time when presidential elections were almost fun and presidential candidates were almost lovable. Way back when, in 2012. Want to win an election? Buy it on eBay! I
14: know!
0: Whether it's a national primary or a statewide recall, Election Bay has the votes you need and the highest bidder wins! Awesome! I'm the mayor of Duluth! And you don't even live there!
2: I never will!
0: Plus, thanks to the Supreme Court, your bids are completely anonymous! Who really bought the freeholder election in Lace County, New Jersey? Well, I'll tell you who bought it. Eat me! That's who bought it. I'm the one who bought it. Maybe. <laughs> oh, see it, bid it, win it on Election Bay. Election Bay.
17: Hello, I'm Candy Crowley, chief political correspondent for CNN and anchor of State of the Union with Candy Crowley. I'm also the first woman to host one of these debates in 20 years, which is supposed to be progress, although the only reason I'm here is because of a group of teenage girls who put a petition on Facebook while a brain dead old rat trap like Jim Lair got to do it 11 times. Tonight, We're at Hofstra University because apparently all the good New York schools were taken. Tonight's debate is uh, in a town hall format with ordinary citizens providing the illusion that ours is a working democracy. But first, opening statements from the candidates. President Obama, there was a coin toss, but you were too tired to call it, so Governor Romney decided to go first, then he changed his mind, and now you're going first. Mr. President. Mr. President?
13: Uh, uh, I, I'm sorry, Candy. I, I, I appear to have nodded off. But while I was sleeping, I remembered that I killed Osama bin Laden. <laughs>
17: Yes, Mr. President, that may not be the only thing you killed. Governor Romney?
0: Candy, I'm pleased to be here. And I'm pleased to be here. And I'm pleased to be here. I'm also pleased to be here.
17: (laughs) Wait, wait, wait a minute. Which one of you is Mitt Romney?
0: I'm Mitt Romney. I'm Mitt Romney. I'm Mitt Romney. And darn it, I'm also Mitt Romney.
17: (laughs) You can't all be Mitt Romney. But we we
13: are. are. I I mean, I am. I am. am.
0: I'm Mitt Romney, governor of
2: Massachusetts. I'm the Mitt Romney who doesn't care about the 47%.
0: I'm the Mitt Romney who's owned by the Koch
13: brothers. And I'm Mitt Romney, the moderate Democrat from the last debate. I'd like to point out that while there are four Mitt Romneys, there are only two President Obamas, the inspiring one who makes good speeches and the dull one who everyone hates now. But both of them killed Osama bin Laden. I don't want to cut taxes on the rich. I do want to cut taxes on the rich. I want to cut taxes on the rich, then not cut taxes on the rich. I think Massachusetts
5: should be returned to the states and then renamed Taxachusetts.
17: (laughs) Governor Romney, this is a town hall format debate, but you have so many personalities, you're your own town hall meeting.
14: Thanks, Candy. My goal is to have as many personalities personalities as as the the Chinese. Chinese.
17: But which Romney would govern in the White House?
4: None.
14: The Koch brothers, Coe brothers will, will govern. We'll just
2: be 13,241 figureheads.
17: Wow. How can all of you be on the ballot?
5: Well, it's easier in Florida.
2: We use very small fonts. We bought the election two years ago. I hate Big Bird.
3: That's <laughs> not what, what your Romney your can, can do for you. Ask what you can do for you. your <laughs> Romney.
17: President Obama, any response from you before you go down in flames again?
13: I'd like to point out that although my poll numbers have decreased by five, the number on my sleep bed has increased by 11.
17: As the first woman in 20 years to be allowed to moderate this meaningless exercise, I'll be excited to start this non-event right after this. After a long-fought presidential campaign, millions of people expressed sadness and outrage this morning when informed that the election is still going. Cameron Spacey, a volunteer for Barack Obama's campaign. I mean,
0: you put your heart and soul into something like this, you volunteer your time, make phone calls for months. After all that work, it's
13: still October.
17: Lance Partridge of the Mitt Romney campaign.
13: I'm not going to pretend we're not disappointed. I was really hoping that by now, it would be three weeks later, and we wouldn't be thinking about this
17: anymore. And of course, moments like these are always a disappointment for third parties. Libertarian candidate Gary Johnson.
5: Well, of course, I'm exhausted and disappointed, but I'm, I'm just glad it's over.
17: But the election's still on.
5: Pepper... I'm the libertarian candidate.
17: Oh, it's over. In related news, the campaign press corps has been overtaken by a wave of suicides after being asked whether they expected to be covering Hillary Clinton in 2016.
3: The final edition Radio Hour is closely modeled on the classic satire of the National Lampoon Radio Hour. Which itself grew out of the comedy albums National Lampoon released in the early 70s, which I co produced with various other editors. Here's an election piece from the very first one Radio Dinner, which came out just in time for the most important election of the century, if not all of recorded history Nixon versus McGovern in 1972.
8: And now, Banana Heritage Productions
18: presents How Democracy Works, number 43, The Miracle of Free Elections. Free elections depend upon a free people. From the earliest stages, the voice of the people must be heard at all times.
0: Sorry, boy. This caucus is for us, Caucasian. Know oh,
9: how much he got all those holes in his forehead? Learned to eat fork.
0: How about you and me
18: going for a little spin? Nomination for the presidency of these United States: a 1973 avocado green Pontiac GTO. representative of all the people responds to the will of the other people
15: those cynical manipulators of all that's best in america henry what won't they stoop to
18: listen don't blink thank god it wasn't an imperial you wouldn't stand a chance
15: well what should i do to combat this infamy Develop a fender, grow a grill.
18: Be yourself, cookie I got the plot. And across the nation, the voice of the people responds to the will of the people. I vote for the Pontiac every time. This baby's got 350 horses under the hood. You need that extra power on today's highways. Anything but Nixon, man. A blender. Anything. Modern technology can record the voice of the people with the utmost precision.
3: Pontiac, 38%. Nixon, 41%. Go get him, Pontiac.
18: Enabling those in power to remain faithful to their oath
9: of office.
15: Now, many of you may wonder why, in announcing our withdrawal from
9: Southeast Asia and the legalization of marijuana, I am wearing these ludicrous headlamps on my ears. Let me explain. The will of the people demands the
18: frank exchange of opinion. Mr. Candidate, perhaps you'd give the panel some idea of your general approach.
15: Boy, can that baby hang in there on the corner. Well, I'd just like to say, Harry, that in the accelerating times in which we live, we must not
9: change lanes in crowded traffic. miles she gets the
10: gallon?
18: Oh, 2022 20, on a long haul.
15: But rather negotiate
18: Just the tricky think,
10: curves of the future. If only Kennedy had been continental, he'd still be with
18: us. And if only Roosevelt had been a wheelchair. The will of the people is clear. Adjustments must be made.
15: I'm sorry, Spiro. It's the will of the people.
3: That's it right suppose Spiro, he dance no more on the heads of punks. But tell Spiro one thing, boss. Before he waddle off into sunset, who is new, Spiro? Well, this is hard, old friend, but a
15: truck. A four-axle max semi. That's good, boss. A truck, he dance good on the heads of punks.
18: In the heat of an election year, however, mere adjustments are not enough. Pontiac
3: 764 percent, Nixon, SIP!
18: Yes, the will of the people is a cruel mistress. Yet it is in the darkest hour that she teaches her most lasting lesson.
15: <laughs> Why do they hate me? I only want to be president.
18: Blinding. Ja, Herr Dr. Siegler. Ja, Herr Dr. Klein. Ja, Herr Dr. Notziger. Ja, Herr Dr. This the seventh crisis is something hot we got the plot. Think. 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 Shut up. Me I say he's got to be a French. Give the dummies a clear choice. Nein, You can your electric knife to the top of his bayaks, yeah?
9: Nein, nein,
7: In diesem Wasserhaus
18: geht's die Fraulein, nein? Nein, nein,
2: nicht so.
17: Metternich,
18: French Bismarck,
15: Nein. Couldn't I just be a car, too? Wait, nice. oh, nice.
18: oh, nice. hey, nice. wait, 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 wait. What if a lot of cars he is? Rolls grill, caddy fender, imperial whitewars. One of
3: them pimp cars he'd look like.
18: So? And so, through the will of the people, the representative of all the people is transformed from a representative of none of the people into a representative of some of the people. Democracy. At work.
17: Someone's coming. Someone good. Someone rugged.
1: Someone smooth. Someone long, sleek, exciting, powerful. Someone you can slip into as easily as he slips into you. The all new 1973 Nixon GOP. You want a president with breakthrough thrust. A president who won't boil over when the heat's on. Above all, a president who starts first time in a Cold War. Try the 1973 Nixon. He grips the road to prosperity like a tiger. And he breaks just like a little demon. Join the generation
0: of peace with Nixon. He's all yours.
18: The preceding was a political announcement paid for by the Nixon-Mac
14: campaign committee. The
18: voice of the people is heard once more. Don't believe it, man. He'll do anything, anything! With the will of the people duly satisfied, the race for the highest office in the land, not a prize but a privilege, enters its final lap.
3: Here in tiny Buena Vista, California, the Democratic candidate took a definite stand on the busing issue today by forcing seven school buses into a multiple accident. From all over the nation have come congratulations and pledges of support.
18: Hold those kids off the road, will you? You're holding up traffic.
3: In other dramatic developments, the president appointed a Buick to the Supreme Court, announced plans for a summit meeting with the Zopsk Limousine, and pledged the vote to all auto Americans. Mr. Nixon himself cruised down to Lot David for a $100-a-tank fill-up accompanied by Mrs. Nixon, now a Chevy Nova, and the seven White House Volkswagens.
18: And so the election reaches a fitting climax.
8: Once more, folks, is a last-minute entry into the Demo Derby. Governor Wallace of Alabama's a 1958 Dodge pickup. And all three contestants are hurtling around this tiny figure of doom and destruction. The president narrowly misses the Pontiac, and and the Pontiac and the pickup. The president comes around again and rear-ends the Pontiac. He's got that for length, that extra strength, then he rear-ends Wallace, then he tears them both apart again and again and again. Yes, folks, it looks like Nixon in 72.
18: And so, through the miracle of free elections, history is made once more. Do you, Richard Nixon, engine number 5286A76? Swear to uphold the oath of office of the President of these United States. Beep, beep. The will of the people triumphs, bestowing upon the choice of some of the people, the trust of all of the people, thus guiding the greatest democracy on earth, safely down the highway of the future.
0: This program has been brought to you by the
3: Republican Party. A leisure service of IT and T.
4: After these messages, the final edition radio hour will go to Pi Square. We
3: we'll would be right back after this. <laughs> Pull
4: up your pants. We're back. It's the final edition radio
7: hour.
10: Today on Morning Fear, is your head too small?
5: Plus, a new kind of cancer that's airborne. We have an expert who's heard of it.
10: That's today on Morning Fear. <laughs>
4: That was a track from the new album from the Final Edition and National Lampoon called "Are There Any Triggers Here Tonight?" Now available on iTunes and at thefinaledition.com. You can also listen to the Final Edition Radio Hour here on Progressive Voices on TuneIn. Hello, fans of the Final Edition Radio Hour. I'm Jeff Chrysler, co-executive producer of this show. The other guy that makes things happen. As you may have heard, we recently put out an album with National Lampoon called Are There Any Triggers Here Tonight? I'm very proud of the album. I think it really represents some of what we can do. It speaks to some of the issues in the air these days, and I hope you've given it a lesson and bought it and shared it. But you may not know, that's not the only thing we do. We've got this Supreme Court thing coming up, and a few years ago we actually put out another album. It was much lower profile. It was called The Vinyl Edition. I'm also proud of that, and it represents some of the work in our first couple years of broadcast existence. Just to give you a little tease of all the things we've done, we're now going to play some snippets some of my favorites from that album, The Final Edition, which you can also buy on CD Baby and iTunes, and all the other places you can find Are There Any Triggers here tonight. And I hope you'll enjoy this, and then get back to listening, sharing, and loving everything that we do. Thanks so much. This portion
5: of The Final Edition Radio Hour is sponsored by... Starbucks the
0: Fragrance
17: Introducing Starbucks the Fragrance Wake up and smell like coffee
3: Caution, the fragrance you're about to use will make you extremely hot The final edition is pleased to present this special message
4: Hi, I'm a typical suburban dad
11: And I'm his typical suburban wife Hey
4: Honey, do you hear the winds of change
11: blowing? Sure do, honey. Why don't you tell them what's happening to the nuclear family?
4: Yes, dear. The average nuclear family now consists of two children, a pet, and a semi-automatic weapon.
11: Our family is better than average. We have three children and two semi-automatic weapons. Oh, honey, you know we have two children now. Oh, That's right, dear. One of them shot the other one. We call it family fire. It's what happens when you leave your guns out. It's our Second Amendment right.
4: A well-regulated militia being necessary to the security of the state, the right of the people to leave their guns out shall not be infringed.
11: You'll have to pry our kids' guns from their cold, dead fingers. Which we've done. You know, honey, losing a child is a small price to pay for keeping and bearing arms.
4: You said it, dear.
11: After all, we can always get more kids. Guess we're going to have to start right now. Fortunately, there's a brand new organization for parents
4: who leave their guns out where their kids can get them.
11: The PTNRA.
4: The Parent Teacher National Rifle Association.
11: The PTNRA makes sure no law will ever come between your child and your gun.
4: Thank God. Hey, Junior, what you got there? (laughs) Uh, Isn't that cute, honey? 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 Honey,
3: The PTNRA. Because guns don't kill, very small people whose parents have guns do.
17: And now, still more from the final edition's finance feature, Money or Die.
13: The great economic booms of the modern era, housing in the 2000s, technology in the 1990s, savings and loans in the 1980s, have one thing in common, bubbles. Many economists believe we need another bubble to accelerate our current recovery. One believer is David Schwartstein, an unindicted accountant formerly of Arthur Anderson. He created the popular low risk, high return, general uncertainty margins, or GUMS, designed to reinflate the economy.
5: What industry will create the next five year ride of imaginary wealth? Oil or autos, airplanes, entertainment, corn, solar, celebrity fashion, no one knows. But this came to me on Turks and Caicos, everyone's speculating. Speculating about the speculative market. Speculation about speculation is still speculation,
13: isn't it? Turns out, yes it is. Thus, the bubble bubble concept Speculation in speculation. Schwarzstein created Gums in partnership with Citibank, Deutsche Bank, and Bank of America. A Citibank spokesman explained how they work.
16: Institutional investors buy a minimum $10 million bet that one of 25 preselected industries will produce the next bubble. They only put down 0.1%, so their stake is an incredible 99.9% leveraged.
13: A Deutsche Bank analyst continued.
0: These institutional bets are then bundled into GUMs, and shares of those are offered to the public. It's totally safe. All you need is a bank account and the desire to get rich. GUMs will always appreciate.
13: Are GUMs SEC and FTC approved? A Bank of America economist insists that they probably
3: are. But that doesn't matter. What matters is that GUMs are really certainly win-win, so there's no time to lose. Buy shares right now. Don't ask questions. Could these
13: bubble bubble gums rejuvenate America's arthritic economy? You can bet your life on it.
17: This portion of the final edition Radio Hour is brought to you by LayPal. No stolen credit card numbers. No statements with transparently obvious circumlocutions for sex services dreamed up by brain-dead porn merchants. No lingering paranoia about blackmail. No records. No paper trail. What happens with LayPal stays with LayPal. Open your anonymous account and keep it current. When you need to get laid, just click on LayPal. Your lay will be on his or her way. LayPal, the world's most loved way to lay and get laid. Bitcoin's accepted.
12: And now more from the final edition's finance feature: Money or
3: die. Major corporations continue to be nervous about corporate taxes going up and loopholes being closed. Our very own money, honey, bunny bucks has the scoop.: Will
17: a second-term Obama finally implement his plan to tax big corporations till they bleed. What do they do? Fred Brett, Deloitte, professor of Voodoo accounting at the University of Phoenix, thinks he knows.
2: In our crazy Deist republic what corporate entities have the juiciest tax breaks of all?
17: Um, GM.
2: GE? No, silly! Religions! So, if a corporation can prove it's actually a religion, they will pay
17: zero taxes. To test his theory, Professor Brad took me along with him for a show-and-tell meeting with Robert Iger of the largest entertainment conglomerate in the world, Disney, Inc. My home! my home!
13: Okay, Professor, let me get this straight. You're saying the Disney Corporation exhibits all the characteristics of a religion? Yes! A better name would be the
2: Church of the Holy Rodent. Holy Rodent? I don't know. Hear me out! The Rodentine Faith Centers around three persons, Mickey, Donald, and Goofy. Icons so sacred they adorned the planes, tanks, and ships which won the crusade against fascism in World War Two. I guess that's true. So, like the Christian Trinity, the Rodentine Trinity is one in spirit but with three distinct persons God the Vermin, uh-huh. A fanatum, pal. God the Duck, and God the
13: Holy Goof. <laughs> when you put it like that, denying it feels almost like. Blasphemy! Exactly! These are
2: saints so sacred, not only have they never had sex, they don't even have sexual characteristics! I like where this is going. All Disney females from Snow White to Mary Poppins are virgins, especially Bambi's mother, when she presents the world with her little Bambi, the Bambino! No
10: princess more!
2: This is genius! Wait, what about Minnie? I would surmise that Minnie had a murky past before she got together with Mickey. Meet Minnie Magdalene.
0: (laughs) You clown.
2: Now that's a global blockbuster. Mickey, Minnie, Donald, and Goofy return in an animated New Testament. Get me Katzenberg. Finally, there's Disney's immutable doctrine of resurrection after death. Or apparent death.
17: That's true. All the heroines die and come back to life. Snow White, Sleeping Beauty, Ariel, Mulan.
13: Heroes, too.
2: What about Mowgli? And Pinocchio. Pinocchio even has a conscience, Jiminy Cricket. There's two ways to do anything, the right way and the wrong way. Whose initials are... J.C. Pinocchio undergoes the torments of Jonah in the belly of a whale and is transfigured by resurrection into a real boy.
0: I'm a real boy!
2: Plus, plus, his father is a carpenter! Oh, my God! I would argue to the IRS that Pinocchio fulfills the opening words of St. John's Gospel. In the beginning was the wood, and the wood was made flesh.
0: Oh, my God!
2: This is huge. No way we'll ever pay another cent in taxes. In fact, I'm renaming our Florida operations tomorrow. I can see it now. Disney World to come! The magic kingdom of heaven! Brilliant! That should cinch it (laughs) tax-wise.
17: Disney has already applied to the IRS for tax-exempt status as an established faith. Experts from Deloitte say it's a slam dunk. Disney will then rebrand itself globally as the Holy Rodent Empire. And
13: you wish upon a star, makes no difference who you are. Anything your heart desires will come to you.
14: Well, that's our show. Thanks for listening to the Final Edition Radio Hour. The voices of the Final Edition are performed by Bruce Cherry, Jen Dodd, Jim Earl, Rob Gordon, Tony Hendra, Jeff Hendrick, Dan Vitale, Jeff Chrysler, Barry Lank, John Marshall, Abby Parker, Rachel Rauch, Steve Rosenfield, James Mount, Jessica Park, Kurt Weitzman, Rob Miller, Kayla Merrill, Andrew Danish, Leslie Shapira, Anne Touchell and Darby Worley. Credit to our writers at the Final Edition Radio Hour, Bruce Cherry, Jen Dodd, Jim Earl, Rob Gordon, Tony Hindra, Jeff Hendrick, Jeff Chrysler, John Marshall, Barry Lank, James Mount, Jessica Park, Kurt Weitzman, Leslie Shapira, Kate Knowles, Jeremy Rayburn, and Steve Rosenfield. The final edition is produced and directed by Tony Hindra and Jeff Chrysler, West Coast production by Barry Lank. Audio edited and engineered by Greg Russ and Andrew Hammond. The final edition Radio Hour is the property of the final edition LLC, copyright 2014.